How's it going, guys? Today is Sunday, April 7th, and you're listening to episode number 48 of the Galactic Gaming News Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy, and I am surrounded by not one, but two Gregs tonight. That's right. Joining me tonight is Greg Livingston. You all know him. You love him. He's here. Thank you. Thank you. And for the first time ever, making his debut on the show, and... uh, I guess new new co-host or whatever is uh, another Greg, Greg Blois. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Thanks for noticing me. <laughs> <laughs> but from now on, he is Greg number two. So we got yeah, Greg number an Eeyore impression. <laughs> yeah, I was channeling my inner Eeyore there. We're yeah. good. Uh, so we have two, I have two Gregs with me tonight. Uh, Marcus is not here. He is babysitting his, uh, I, I don't know child i guess <laughs> i don't <laughs> i shouldn't say that but don't say that yeah it's his cousin uh so he he can't be here because he's uh changing some diapers so you know that's what he says is he not using this time to maybe crack open a new game or something can we believe him we can't believe him no uh it, that's it, what i thought it's it's marcus and he he likes to to lie to us so we're watching you marcus you know well, you see i'm not even gonna talk to him because he doesn't listen to the show so it's, it's we're not talking to you marcus yeah um you yeah. listen to this episode. Greg number two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I like I like getting on him. Uh, Greg number two. This uh, he's he's our new co-host. Like I said, so you will hear his lovely voice from now on on this on the show. Uh, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, no. No. Okay. Fair. No, <laughs> actually, no. Why not? I uh, I'm probably just like you guys. Uh, I am a gamer. That's why I'm here. Uh, Virgo, Libra cusp, energy channel through Aquarius. But don't worry. <laughs> I've done a test. I want to make sure we're all compatible for this podcast. Uh, the lab results should be in tomorrow. So let's just keep it clean and get through this podcast until I have those results. Um, I mostly uh, no. I do. I do stick to consoles. Um, I respect PC gaming, but it's just not for me. If I need some PC gaming info, I have a connection up north. I go talk to him. I say, I want to see this game. Hook me up. And he gives me a demonstration. I make sure I have all the consoles available at each generation so I don't miss out on exclusives. Uh, and that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Plus, I'm addicted to surround sound stereo headphones when I play so much so that I am uncomfortable playing without them now. I don't know what to do about that. But that's me. Hmm. Okay, so uh, why why did you uh, or, or hmm, uh, what's the question I'm looking for here? How did you find out about us? Um, I have a uh, kind of a mundane job. I have to sit on my butt for eight hours plus, and I have gone through my massive CD collection, and I have a lot. So I've listened to each album about tenfold. So I figured, let's see what all this podcast stuff is about. So I basically. Loaded them all up about the things I care about. Um, number one, video games. You guys were on the list. Hey, um, there we go. <laughs> so I just started listening um, every week uh, along with some other podcasts. And uh, you guys are the, the ones I seem to relate to the most. So that's how I heard about Galactic Gaming News. Or or, or maybe I heard about it through Mail Order Zombie. And then you guys go on there and describe the zombie game of the week. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote you guys down, and then I looked you up. Oh, it was so, one of those two. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, chalk, chalk a victory up for us, I guess. Yay! Suck it, big time podcast <laughs> people. 
so so you've listened to us, so you know how it goes. I do. We're going to talk about some games. I guess we can start with you, since you're the new guy. You've been playing anything recently that you would like to talk about? Uh, absolutely. I have finally been, you know, there was a time, it could have been last year, it was just tumbleweeds floating by my living room, and all I would do is put in old games and pick up some spare trophies or achievements, but now I have a backlog, uh, probably like you guys as well, so mm. I've been slowly chipping away at them. Well, well see, I, Greg, Greg number one just owns Nintendo consoles, so he doesn't have anything. It's just, <laughs> it's just nothing. He just wants something to come out. So he'll be, I yeah, I... Too, so. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah. All right. So, you, you can be our Nintendo go-to guy. That's good. I do have a Wii U. I, I, I think we, we've shed a tear over it over recently. Yeah. The poor console's not in that great shape. But um, after logging 27 beautiful hours on Zombie U, I finished that just in time to log 40 hours into my Dead Space 3, make, getting all those audio logs. Okay. Okay. So, so I got to stop you there because okay. if, if you've listened to the show, you know that there's – there was uh, a nice little split with Dead Space 3. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Some people didn't or, you know, thought it ruined the series or, or what have you. Where do you stand? Because, you know, I'm sure you've played and enjoyed Dead Space 1 and 2. Uh-huh. Okay, so what's Dead Space 3? What do, you, what do you think of it? Dead Space 3, I think when you like a series, you make excuses for it. And it's like they said in that... Uh, movie way back when um even it's like uh, pizza or sex uh, even when it's bad it's still pretty darn good oh, fair enough not that so, dead space 3 was bad it's definitely i could just see some ea execs telling visceral hey you guys we need more action this time that's what sells <laughs> um and uh they reluctantly did it but i think they did it with as much class as they could if you're invested in the story and the characters um like i am there's a little bit of leeway, and, and you have a little bit of excuse, but um, I, I enjoyed the game. Obviously, I logged 40 hours in that thing, so I'm okay with it. I don't think I think it's the weakest in the series, but saying that, um, it's still pretty good in my book. I had fun. Yeah, fair enough. Did you play the new Awakening DLC? I did, and those sneaky little bastards, apparently, that's the true ending to the game. If you don't get the <laughs> DLC, you don't know the ending to the game. That was well, 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 see, the thing with that is, like, I uh, the actual ending ending of that space, not, like, like pre-DLC, I thought was... Okay, it was ridiculous, but I could accept it, I guess. I was like, all right, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, because, like, it was silly, but I kind of like that. Um, so I was okay with the ending there, uh, but the TLC ending was just ridiculous. I'm not going to spoil anything for any listeners, but it was stupid, but stupid in a good way, uh, in my opinion, anyway. I thought it was just, I, I just laughed. It was, it was pretty funny. But. It was, yeah, the, the way the game ended, um, without spoiling anything, you know how they do. They keep things open-ended just in case they get permission to make another game. Um, and I assume the DLC, at least I read, I think they were working on that separately while the real game was in development, I think. Um, and I think these guys had more leeway to add more horror to it. Uh, whereas I, 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 the, seen, I seen more horror in the DLC than I think, uh, because they went to like... They showed Isaac, like, really flipping his lid pretty much, you know, uh, in mm -hmm. the DLC. And they went to some really interesting, crazy places that I wish was in the main game more. Uh, like, the main game had its moments, uh, but for the most part, it was pretty, you know, you, you kind of knew when things were going to jump out at you and whatnot. Uh, but in the DLC, I was I was generally or genuinely uh, freaked out a couple times. Yeah, they definitely pumped up the gore, which I'm a fan of. I think Isaac going through this for so many, for, for his third game... 
I think he's grown a little bit of immunity to um, whatever the marker's doing to his brain. And uh, if you want hallucinations and, and freaky stuff like that, you're pretty much going to have to play his little partner, um, Carver. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're right. In the DLC, something's going on, and uh, you get a lot more freakiness back. And I, I welcome that stuff. I think the reason I have so many excuses for Dead Space 3, because I'm such a Dead Space fan, um, it was the uh, the Snow Planet. Um the Terra Voltus, is that what they called it? Terra Nova. Terra Nova? Yeah. Something like that. Um, it reminded me, Arct- I love Arctic environments, um, and that's why I'm a big fan of The Thing, uh, movies like that. I'm dying for somebody to uh, what, do what a about, universe. What about Lost Planet? You know, I tried the first one, the, a demo. Mm-hmm. Um, not for me. I didn't I even look know. at the second one. But the third one, it seems to be... A little bit more of that sort of thing with a tad of Uncharted squeezing in there. So that can't be a bad combo. So I am hoping they release a demo, and I do want to try it out. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, anything else besides Old Dead Space 3? Uh, well, yeah, after that, I had to do something nice and short and linear, so I knocked out uh, Spec Ops The Line. That's a good game. Uh, Ooh. I, very satisfied. I like the story-driven stuff, so that one um, held my interest quite a bit and that freed me up for some quality time with ms larcroft Mm. Mm. (laughs) so i am playing the new tomb raider i think last time i checked my game save um maybe like 50 percent done yeah and you gave it a glorious review on the website i i really enjoyed that game um because that kind of that kind of game i really like like i i love the uncharted series for that same kind of like even though Tomb Raider is much more open than Un- uh, Uncharted, but Uncharted kind of has those set-piece action moments, you know, stuff like that, uh, which a lot of people tend are, are getting kind of, you know, sick of, I guess, now. But uh, I don't know. I grew up with Tomb Raider. Wasn't the biggest fan, but I did grow up with it. Uh, so to see, like, Laura completely reimagined in such a great way, uh, I, it just, I don't know. I love that game. That game is really good. I'm a bit distressed because I'm not enjoying it as the rest of the gaming community, and I'm trying to figure out why. I still think it's a fantastic game. I do not re- regret buying it at all. Mm. Something's throwing me off. You you said the combat was tight and you loved it. Mm. I'm I'm struggling with it, and I'm yeah. trying to figure out if it's because it's not Uncharted-y enough. Um, hope, you know, it's going to be like the end of the game, and I'll finally get the hang of it. It's just yeah. the the to roll out of the way, it's a it's a dodge to do a scamper in one direction. Then you have to hit the button again to do a roll. Not used to that at all. Well, that's a, that's the beauty about like video games, though. It's like you know, one person can really really love it, and another person can just be like, ah, eh, I don't know. Agreed. It's no fun if everybody has the same opinion about yeah. everything. But don't get me wrong, I'm digging the game a lot. Yeah. I'm just struggling with the combat a little bit. And uh, when they compared it to Uncharted meets Batman Arkham uh, City yeah. meets one third game, they mentioned a third game. I said I, I have to I, try I, this. Game. I, I think some some someone said Resident Evil Four. I think that was another one they compared it to because of like the weapon and upgrade. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, all all three aces in my book. So I definitely had to try this game. And like I said, don't regret it at all. But I'm trying to wonder why I'm not going Gaga like the rest of the community. Yeah. Oh. You I, know I can't. Shoot the shotgun without aiming first. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I, I don't think uh, I think I, I've seen a, not a like fifty-fifty split, but I've seen some people who don't really you know enjoy it, and that's completely fine. Like I, I you know, I'm not you know, I loved it, but I'm not. I didn't expect every single person to love it. Uh, although uh, Bioshock Infinite's getting quite a bit of love from pretty much everyone, 
I've seen only a few people say that they didn't care for it, but uh, but Tomb Raider is definitely more of a you know there's some people out there who don't like it, and that's totally uh, totally fine. What did you enjoy more, the action stuff or the peaceful moments when you get to actually explore um, tombs and uh, gather um, I, collectible items? I'm not a huge fan of puzzles, so stuff like the tombs I thought were – I thought there could have been more of those, but not like an overwhelming amount because I just don't care for puzzles. Uh, I – you know, platforming I thought was really, really well done. Like it's just uh, – it's just fun. Uh, but I really actually did like the combat, you know, just like the whole little counterattack system they added and, you know, stabbing someone in the knee and then in the face at the same time with an arrow. It just so um, that was pretty cool. Is the platforming still that like uh, 3D Prince of Persia style stuff? Hmm. Uh, like what Prince of Persia are we talking here? Like what which game? Or like lots of ledge grabbing and sliding along uh, thin ledges and you know swinging from poles. Yeah, I mean, maybe not necessarily swinging from poles uh, as much, but there's definitely a lot of, like, you're on this platform, jump to the other platform, you know, uh, and, and ledges and stuff like that. There's also, uh, like, uh, you can climb up rock walls with, like, your pickaxe or your climbing axe. So, or not pickaxe, yeah, climbing axe. Uh, so there's some of that. It's, I mean, it's pretty standard stuff, but it, it's it's not frustrating, I guess. It's, it's pretty well done. So, uh, you know, when I think of platforming done well, I think Tomb Raider probably has nailed it the closest. Because uh, even Uncharted had its little moments of uh, being finicky. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the platforming. I, I, I'm digging it. It's nice and fluid. It's the combat that I, in fact, after this podcast, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit that game and start playing some more of it. And uh, doggone, if I get some of those violent upgrades for a counter-strike, for a counter-attack, I bet you I just... Gonna do a 180 and then it, love it. It's not. It's not the lower craft we grew up with, though. Uh, that's for sure. It's much, <laughs> much more mature. Uh, but I love what they did with her character, you know, because she's not some like uh, unrealistic bimbo now. So I was thinking that the other day. Here I have a very attractive lady in front of me, wearing a little tank top, a nice tight tank top. <laughs> you know, water, rain from the island dripping down her, so you're her skin. To, you're starting to sound like Marcus now. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> well, he's not here. Somebody has to take his place. I guess. But I'm going to surprise you because here it is. Why aren't I lusting after this girl? A, because she's not real. All right. Your no, point is no. taken. Oh, yeah. Two, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, and, and B, the way they do the character, I, I give a shit about this girl. And it's almost like she's a sister. I'm not going to be less than after my sister. You I, I, care about this chick, the way they write yeah, her. Yeah. I think that's freaking fantastic. Yeah. I think the voice acting, though, really nails it. Like, the, the girl who did the uh, voice is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, true. I think she overshadows a lot of the other characters, though. So the other characters, I'm just kind of like, eh, don't really care for you. You know, I did notice, I'm like, how, how am I going to care about your, your posse there, Lara? Because I don't know them yet, and yeah. they're not much for development. I thought they'd get to it later. Sometimes they do some flashbacks. Still don't have enough to um, pick up the, about as much as Lara. You're right. Pick up the journals. Because they, uh, you can actually find journals from your your posse, <laughs> and they they uh, they have their voiced over and stuff like that. They fill out a lot of the backstory with the characters. But if someone if you go through and don't pick up those journals, uh, yeah, there's you don't really know much about them. I do love picking up all those items in the games that I play. So um, I have been reading a couple of them. I'm torn whether to do that now or wait till I'm done. When you finish the game, you do have free reign of the island to go collect the stuff that you missed, right? Yes. 
Okay, so maybe I should just concentrate on the story first. And uh, the cool thing is, is like the island uh, doesn't become like this barren wasteland. They do, I don't want to say fully repopulate with enemies, but they do put little pockets of enemies back in the game. Okay, that was that was going to be one of my other questions. Because I, because, because I'm struggling with the combat, I feel like such an awful gamer right now. I like the peaceful moments the best when I'm actually raiding tombs and looking for artifacts and stuff. But sometimes uh, I'm getting shot at while it happens. So I was wondering... Maybe I should just save it till the end, but there are going to be some bad guys waiting for me. Not, not a whole lot. Just okay. a couple little tiny mobs, you know. Nothing okay. like uh, the waves of enemies they send at you sometimes. So. Okay. No need to worry there. Good, good. Uh, anything else besides Tomb Raider? And, that uh, is what I'm on. I am a one-game-at-a-time man, and uh, next... I, see, I have a lot of games that I... When I play a game, I kind of invest a lot of time. I can't just rush through it because like i said i do pick up all the artifacts and documents and stuff i i got far cry 3 on my shelf that i'm dying to play that but really i good. know i'm gonna be logging some serious time on that thing and uh i'm just trying to pace myself and now with bioshock infinite out i'm sure mm. that's not a short game i just uh, have to it, 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 mm, middle of the road kind of uh it can be if you make it but if you like to – you can definitely stretch it out way longer than what it actually is. I think if you're like me and uh, you too, Greg, if you take the time to smell the roses, look at all the work that Ken Levine put into it, the design, um, and all the, the little hidden details that you're only going to see if you actually stop and look around, the game would probably take a long time rather than just – Yeah, I think if you play it like that, it will take you uh, near 20 hours. Um, but people could definitely fly through in like, you know, six or eight, not, maybe not six, but like eight hours. Okay. But, uh, well, it's either going to be one of those blockbuster lengthy ones, or I'm going to go back to something nice. Well, I mean, uh, regardless, I think, I think if you're a gamer, you, I think, uh, it definitely pays to stop and smell those roses, uh, especially in games like Tomb Raider, which, uh, like I was talking about the journals, like that stuff fills out so much of the backstory. And even like the artifacts she picks up, she always says something over it. It's not just like, oh, here's an artifact. She picks it up and she actually talks to you about With it. With that awesome voice acting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Bioshock is, is another example of you need to go through and explore that world, pick up the Vox phones, and uh, just look around. And like the amount of detail that goes into some of these games, especially Bioshock stands out. You know, I mean, Tomb Raider was awesome, and there's some other ones, but Bioshock definitely hit me. With like the music, the environment, the the voice acting, all the little tiny things that I think a lot of, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the you know gamers nowadays would just kind of run through. But if you take your time with Bioshock, it, it pays off, you know, tenfold. Like it, it just it's beautiful. So, uh, but Far Cry also is one of those games where you could just kind of you know, be going from enemy base to enemy base, and like a, a bear, a wild bear will just run through the base and kill off all the enemies for you, so you don't have to do anything. So that's really what? Cool. Yeah, no, because <laughs> you're, you're in this big jungle, so there are animals, there are bears, jaguars, uh, all these different, like uh, Komodo dragons, those things are the fucking scariest things. They make the most awful noise ever, um, but they all roam free. So you could just, and there's no, they're not scripted, so like you can go up to an outpost if there's like a wild bear nearby. It'll go and attack the enemies, <laughs> and if he if he kill kills all the enemies in an outpost, it, the game will tell you, hey, you just cleared an outpost. Here here it is, and it's just like I didn't even do anything. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. I I like that. I just it's it's not it's not an if it's a when. I just may do something linear after this, like dar uh, Darkness Two, Darkness just 2 to also very good. cleanse my palate, and then I'll jump into one of those forty hour games uh, as well. So Tomb Raider first, and then. Who knows what's next? 
All right, uh, Greg, number one. What uh, you been doing? First things first, I guess, like, you mentioned Spec Ops The Line, and uh, I watched uh, I watched another guy play through it, and uh, the story does look super nice. Um, I kind of wish I had a console for it, even though <laughs> I don't know anything about military shooters. Yeah, I, I don't um, think you need to really know anything about military shooters to really appreciate the kind of uh, mind fuckery that that story is, so... Yeah, that's more you need to have seen, like, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, Greg, I wouldn't have bought it if it was just a military shooter. It was the dark story that made me give it a try. And and the the um, surprising good reviews, once I found out it was uh, focused was a dark story and not technically military shooting, that's when I decided to give it a try. So don't, don't let – just because they are military and they are shooting, don't oh, be no. afraid of that. I would definitely get it if I had something that, that could run it. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think a Wii U release is anywhere in the pipeline for that. I'll put the PS3 disc in. To see if that works. They're both Blu-rays, right? <laughs> Kinda. Use the um, gamepad to hallucinate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Why um, not? But uh, the line also has lots of, like, there are a lot of really gratifying uh, artifacts you can find that have a lot of neat details about the environment mm-hmm. and the characters in them. Yep. Um, so that looked really cool. Uh, so that kind of got me thinking about like first-person shooters, and I've never had too much success with PC, uh, so instead I chose to boot up GoldenEye on the Wii again. Uh-oh. <laughs> just to see what that was like. Um and it took me like 15 minutes, but I managed to get the controls to the point where they feel just as good as they do in uh, Metroid Prime 3. I don't know if you've played Metroid Prime, either of you? I have not. Uh, I, I gave one of them a try. It just wasn't for me. Ah, you probably well, you probably gave... Uh, uh, what was that one that didn't do very well? Other M? Uh, no, it was, the, it was the Wii one before that. Corruption? Metroid Prime 3. I bet you, yeah, I bet you it was the corruption one. It just, just, that's not why I play games. I can see why people love it, um, but just, that's not for me, though. The, uh, the shooting controls in that are, I think they're perfect. Um, and Goldeneye lets you customize your controls. Uh, it's just a matter of experimenting and finding out how to get back to that sweet zone. Uh, it actually starts out pretty horrible, and I can see why people don't like it. Um, so yeah, I've been plucking away at that, and I really don't get first-person shooters. Uh. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they, they, I think a lot of them aren't doing the genre any favors, so. I feel like from Eurocom, I should expect at least a competent shooter, if not, you know, a stunning one, at least one that lets me know what treading water means. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I've been playing that. Did you play the, uh, N64 version? No, I don't, I guess I should get on, get on that eventually, but I have Perfect Dark. I feel like that's probably close enough. Yeah, pretty much. Although some gamers might call blasphemy on you not playing that. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, I, I gotta be honest, I don't have a whole lot of respect for N64 uh, first-person shooters. It seems like if you were serious about shooters, you would play Doom, you would play Quake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, then you would move on to, like, 
Halo, I guess. But, but I think that I think the good thing about uh, Goldeneye on the 64 was it kind of, uh, you know, because if you wanted those like first-person shooter experiences with a bigger community or friends or whatever, I think you could only get those on PC at the time. Whereas like yeah. Goldeneye made it so like, hey, you can do this, you know, you don't have to have a PC. You can just have this N64 and bring your buddies over and play some co-op or something like that. I think that's what the main greatness of that game was. Or, or so it's, it's, it's uh, kind of antiquated in a day where everybody has a PC. Sure. Um, I guess that's really been it. I haven't done been doing a whole lot of game playing. I'm sort of a keeping it cool until Pandora's Tower comes out, which is uh, two weeks from now, I think. Uh yeah, somewhere like something like that. The nineteenth or the nineteenth is it or? Uh, it's I think it's the sixteenth, but okay. it's upper teens. Okay, that looks interesting. I might check that out. We'll see. I still have to play. Uh, I still have to play uh, Xenoblade or. Xenoblade? Uh, there's and the last Xenoblade story. and there's Last Story. Yeah, I still need to check those out. Xenoblade kind of went over my head. Um, it, it, it seems fun enough, but they're like, for the first several hours of the game, you'll receive a tutorial like every 15 minutes, and it's just paragraphs and paragraphs of instructions, and <laughs> it just wears on me after a while. Yeah. Um, the last story is a lot more intuitive. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe one day. I don't know. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. Seems like the only thing I play on my Wii U is Wii games and old school games that they have up on the shop. So. <laughs> uh, well, I, I played a game recently I think you'd be interested in. Uh, Luigi's Mansion. Played some of that. Oh, I am interested in that. It's, uh, I, I, okay, so this is, this is my, uh, kind of, um, Gamers aren't going to be too pleased when I say this, but I never played the original for the GameCube. I never played it. So Luigi's Mansion is new to me. I mean, I've always known of it. It's not like I just this is out of the blue, but I just never played it. Um, but this is actually pretty cool. Like, there's definitely a, a huge emphasis on exploring and kind of like it's an adventure game. I mean, there's some combat with the ghosts and stuff, but it's it's more so an adventure game. It's exploring your surroundings, exploring the environment, finding secrets, which I really like. Uh, you have this... Your weapon is, I forget what it's called. Poltergust? Poltergust, yeah. I was going to say Suckmaster or something. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you could you could uh, pull wallpaper off of walls, you know, and, and uh, pull or roll up rugs. And these, like, reveal hidden secrets and stuff like that. And a lot of them you, just, you can just go right by because they're cleverly hidden. You know, you kind of have to really pay attention to your surroundings and stuff like that. But uh, I haven't played a whole lot of it, but it's definitely uh, a game that I, I think is really cool. Uh, the one thing that annoyed me right off the bat is um, Dr. Uh, – what's his name? Egad. Egad. Yes. Uh, he – I don't know about the original, so like I said, I've never played it. But in this they have, like uh, – he actually gives you a DS – so he can call you and talk to you while you're in your mission? Yeah, he does that in the original. Too. Okay, okay, so, but within, like, the first 20 minutes, he calls, he calls, like, every time you do anything. Like, you pick up, after you pick up your first gold coin, he calls you, and he's like, hey, congratulations, I'm just like, shut up, can I play the game? And he never <laughs> says, he never says anything good, like, he just, it's just total ramble and stuff that I don't care about, you know. That's the only thing that annoyed me for the brief, uh, I think probably about an hour or so, or maybe maybe closer to two that I've played. Um, it's just kind of like, quit calling me. I don't care. 
<laughs> you know, uh, kind of like that grape everyone has with like Metal Gear Solid, how they call you over codec every 10 seconds. So, um, so that, that kind of annoyed me, but the game I think is, is fantastic. I, I'm, I'm sure if you like the original, you would definitely like this. And, uh, it's one of the first, it's, it's actually like the first 3DS game that I, I actually turned on 3D because I thought it did, I thought it did a very good job at that. So, uh, I, I feel like I, it actually pulled me into the experience. Unlike most 3D games or every other 3DS game where I'm just like, ow, my eyes hurt. Okay, turning this off. <laughs> so e- even even uh, Super Mario 3D Land, which was, I heard a lot of people rave about the 3D. I didn't think the 3D was very good in that. So At like at select points in Mario 3D Land, mm-hmm. it can help you with the gameplay, but it never adds to the aesthetics, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the 3DS is really finicky for me because like, it seems like you have to sit at that right angle and that right spot to really get that 3D effect like really good. But as soon as you like change positions or move your head just a little bit, it just fucks up. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, yeah, I need to find the sweet spot again. Sometimes I'm just like, you know what? This isn't worth it. Turn it off, whatever. Um, you need those, uh, those glasses they made for PSP with that one metal gear solid. Game. Oh God. Those things were awful. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, did I hear they improved that? sweet spot thing with the the next one that came out was it the xl i see that's what i played this on i i i played this on the xl and uh like i said i still had to kind of at points in time i moved my head a little bit or and it just kind of messed up the whole perspective so i had to like readjust myself um like i said i think it's, it's it's a neat little thing uh i'm not on the 3d bandwagon like i don't care for 3d movies i don't care for i have a 3d monitor that i could play ps3 3d on and I, I refuse to do it because it's just it's so novel i guess that it just doesn't it to me it doesn't add anything it just detracts more than it adds so i'm not, well, not it's a, a gimmick that's been around since the 60s and people yeah. have yet to find a good use for it so yeah uh, maybe one day it'll it'll be like, you know, turn this game on and your whole room becomes the game. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, they got the Oculus Rift, which sounds pretty cool. So, uh, other than that, I actually put up a video today uh, discussing a, a rally cross game. I don't know if any of you know what or have any experience or have any uh, exposure to rally racing, but. If I had to choose, rally would be my favorite kind of auto racing. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but this one, uh, you know, when we think of rally racing, we think of dirt, the dirt series. Um, yep. One, two, three, showdown. You know, take your pick. They're all fantastic. Uh, but over in Europe, there's always another rally series uh, or another series of games focused on rally because you know over. I think I think it was actually available everywhere else but America, but North America because it's bigger everywhere else but North America. Uh, so I always wanted to play those, but I never wanted to import them. Um, but uh, this one, it's called WRC3. Uh, came out end of March or like two two weeks ago, last week, something like that. Uh, and I just I didn't know. I you know so I walked into a store and I found it, picked it up, and I was uh, I'm very pleased with it. I think if you uh, like if you like the dirt games, like if you like that kind of racing or you like rally racing at all, or Maybe if you want to get into Rally, I think it's a very good game. It's not as polished as Dirt. Like, Dirt has those flashy menu screens. All the cars are very intricately detailed and stuff like that. Uh, it's a lot of flash. Um, this one doesn't have that flash. It uh, doesn't look bad, but it looks, you know, looks good. It's fine. It just doesn't pop. Um, but it's fun. It's Rally Racing at its best. It really is. So uh, nothing really more to touch on. I, have, I put a video up on our YouTube channel. If you want to watch the gameplay, go check it out. It's pretty fun. 
uh, has a career mode and everything. You can customize some cars. Uh, has a nice, nice customization, customizable car option. Yeah, sure that works. Uh, that Dirt doesn't have. So check it out. It's cool. It's only uh, forty bucks. Don't let it scare you. So it's pretty good. Now is that one an import as well? You said you walked into a store and got. No, it. no, it's it's out. It's, you can you can find it now in America. It's uh, forty dollars. Gotcha. So it's actually it's on the PSN store for thirty five dollars. Do you want to try that out, or you know if you prefer digital, so you could do that. But uh, it's it's good. I, I enjoy it. Um, other than that, I've been uh, just going through Bioshock Infinite again. Uh, still plucking away at Mass Effect Three, doing all the little tiny things in that game. Uh, I haven't really played anything else. It's been uh, kind of slow. So Bioshock Infinite again, as in you already finished it? Yes. Yeah, I finished it. Uh, nice. Finished finished it, and my first thing was I need to replay this game. So. Wow. Okay, that's I'm, good. I'm playing through it on hard right now. So it's still not really that challenging. Uh, I think if you're accustomed to first-person shooters or really if you're just – you play games a lot, and, you know, I think you'll be fine on hard. But they, they do have a night tech, a mode called 1999 mode, which, you know, if you die with less than $100, it, you start at the very beginning. Uh, kind of oh. wipes your save type thing. So Damn. that's pretty cool. Um, the game is fantastic, though, and uh, I'm sure once Marcus uh, stops babysitting and gets back on the show, we'll, we'll talk more about it because he just finished it and it blew his mind. So, but Marcus has a very simple mind, so <laughs> oh, he doesn't he doesn't listen to this podcast, right? No, he doesn't. So they're, they're, uh, we're, okay. we're safe, uh, and if he does, he doesn't make it 40 minutes into the podcast. So okay, we're we're, we're good. Love you. Yeah, Marcus. I did hear that. Um, yeah, Bioshock Infinite on the normal mode is. Kind of cakewalky. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, there's this one enemy called the Handyman. He's kind of like the Big Daddy, I guess, uh, if you compare it to the first Bioshock. Uh, they they could be a challenge because they take a lot of damage and they jump around and move pretty quick. So those guys were always a challenge for me. But the normal enemies don't really. I mean, if you're stupid, if you like, you just run out in the middle of like a giant battle, you could die pretty quickly. But you know, if you have any experience with any shooting game, really, uh, you'll be fine. So it's a duck hunt. Yeah. So if you're, you know, good at, with, with, you know, point at duck hunt, you'll be really good at this, especially if you have the at the gun that you point at the screen. So just make sure it's loaded because you actually have to shoot your TV screen to get the full effect. So instead of that gal, oh, sorry. Instead of that gal, her name's Elizabeth. Instead of her, do you get the little snickering dog? Yes. <laughs> nice. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Plus, it doesn't. It also helps that uh, Elizabeth is probably one of the greatest video game characters ever created. So I have heard that a little companion that doesn't do what other game characters do in other games, like get in your freaking way. You yeah. have to. Protect oh, uh, the game actually tells you right when you get Elizabeth uh, that they, the game explicitly says you do not have to manage Elizabeth. Don't worry about her. She can take care of herself. You don't. Which basically means she is basically curled up behind a corner and enemies ignore her. But the alternative is, you know, kind of like Resident Evil 4 with, uh, what's her name? Ashley. Ashley. Where you had Ashley, to... Ashley worked out pretty well, though. I don't know. I, I found... I, I don't really care for escort missions or games with escort-type stuff because you... I seem like I'm managing them because the AI is never good enough to manage themselves. Where in this game, you know, granted the enemies I don't think even pay attention to. I don't think they're programmed to even notice she's there. But Elizabeth actually, if like you're using a weapon and you're running low on ammo, she'll say, hey, I found some ammo. You hit a button and she throws you some ammo. 
or if you're out of salts, which is kind of like your mana, she'll throw throw you some salts or throw you some health. Like she's very useful in the battlefield, and she can also uh, she can pull these things into the environment. They're called tears. So if there's this like giant open area where, where you're fighting a bunch of guys, she could pull in some cover. Uh, now she can't pull it in any anywhere. There are set places in the environment that she can, but uh, she's definitely uh, she adds a dynamic to the battles that are, are really cool. But you don't have to worry about her, which is always awesome. So yeah, if you haven't played Bioshock Infinite, play it. It's really it's really awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, Greg, number one, it's not coming to the Wii U. So. God damn it. <laughs> Greg, number one, what can we do to get you to get another console? I'm sure they're going to be dirt cheap since the new generations are coming out. What can we do to convince you besides buy one My for you? My plan is to get a good PC. That'll work. And Bioshock is – I'm assuming Infinite is on PC. Yes, uh, Infinite, uh, if you have a higher-end PC, uh, that's that's the best way to play it. Uh, for consoles, uh, the PS3 version is from – that's what I've played. Um, and from what I've heard from people playing the Xbox version – or you know, industry analysts who've played both is that the PS3 version is the way to go. Um, the Xbox version has more frame rate issues and more visual issues, but the PS3 has some more screen tearing here and there. But uh, the PC is definitely the way to go for Bioshock Infinite. If you if you have if you have a PC that can run it on Max, uh, it's it's a gorgeous game. Not to say it doesn't look bad on consoles because it's still it's still a looker, but on PC, man, it looks really good. So. Yeah, if you get a good PC, that'll solve most. Most you can you could play everything that we talk about, Greg. So, and plus you could build a good one for you know seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. Or you've actually, but I've actually uh, uh, had my eyes on System Shock Two. That came out on good old games a cup like a few months ago, right? Yeah. yeah. How old is that game at this point? Ah, uh, over a decade. Yeah. Are they I, ever gonna remake that in HD for us people who missed it the first time around? <laughs> that'd be awesome. Because I, it's such a, uh, it's such a world, it's it's a renowned game and uh, for that genre that I'm dying to uh, check it out. But I probably would be a bit dated by now. I'd love an HD remake of that thing. Uh, Ken Levine also worked on that. Well, so there he, we go. He has his hand on everything. So that man, he's a, uh, because he does all the writing. So all the awesome story things. That's thanks to him. So he, he's pretty good. I mean, there's obviously a lot of the other people working on the game, but uh, kudos to all of them because that game is fantastic. Um, should, should, I guess should we just move into some news, I guess, because there's really nothing else I got. Sure. What happened this week? Well, we were talking about the Wii U, and we, we joke around with Greg number one about stuff not coming to the Wii U, but there was one first-person shooter that I guess you could have looked forward to, <laughs> uh, and that was Aliens Colonial Marines, which is now officially canceled for the Wii U. <sighs> Can't say that I'm surprised <laughs> or that I even feel bad. <laughs> yeah, we kind of saw it coming, yeah. but I was kind of interested to see what they were going to do with yeah. the gamepad, and maybe because of the uh, the disastrous... Um, feedback it got i thought they might have had time to tweak maybe, a few maybe, things maybe, so looking forward to that. maybe with the uh the low install base for the wii u maybe it was not worth putting the extra money into it yeah i kind of saw it coming but it was just sad to actually see the official announcement so sorry greg number one you can't play aliens colonial marines you still get injustice you do actually yeah and that i actually no i played some of that, that demo so 
I'm not a big fighting person, but uh, I love superheroes. Well, you get into fights all the time. I do. I. I, I, <laughs> I, I we, we weren't going to talk about that, Greg. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> can't rule number one is we can't talk about that. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, nice. But Injustice is pretty good. But you get that. So right, there you go. Uh, I'm trying to think what else you get. <laughs> he is going to get Resident Evil Revelations. Oh, yeah, you are. Uh, well, I already have it on 3DS, but okay. Oh, okay. Mm. Shoot, what are you going to get? I guess we're going to have to wait till E3. they got to have some surprise announcement, yeah? Yeah. I think we're supposed to hear about a Mario and a Zelda. Well, that stuff's, I think, given. Regardless of if the Wii U sells one more system for the rest <laughs> of the lifespan, you're still going to get a Mario and Zelda game. Yeah, okay. So. I'm just trying to think of like third-party games that uh, I think Sniper Elite 2 is coming out. Sniper Elite version 2 is coming out for the Wii U at some point in the summer. Which uh, you know it's a third-person shooter, but how old is that? Uh, it came out last year. Okay. So it's 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 still newer and it's uh, it's a really good game. It's unpolished in some areas, but may- maybe they polished it up for the Wii U. I doubt it, but even if it's just a straight port, it's still a really good game. Uh, man. The new Assassin's Creed coming out for Wii U. Yeah, I'll tell you a little secret. Um, One of my weaknesses is zombie games, and uh, since it's such a throwaway game, I'm probably once it's in the bargain bin for ten bucks, I'm probably going to get The Walking Dead: Survival Instinct for the Wii U. Oh, (laughs) oh, just to show it some love. Here we go. Look, look what I brought home for you, and it's going to go. Oh, thanks. Don't do any favors. Sent shivers down my spine. (laughs) I know, I know. Um, I'm hoping I can look. No, wait. I I knew it was going to be poop when it came out. It's just. It's one of those things that it's such a train wreck, you guys say, that I have to see it for myself. Yeah. Uh, that, well, I think I said that a couple episodes ago when uh, I think it's so bad that I kind of want everyone to play it. I don't want everyone to buy it, but I kind of want you to somehow play it just to just to see the train wreck that it is. Um, can, um, can we organize Galactic Gaming News uh, Walking Dead tournaments? <laughs> I'm not even saying that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Did you notice the silence right after that? I don't even man. know what to do with yeah, that. Yeah, I don't even know what to say with that. Like that's, that's palpable. Yeah, because ah oh, man, I'm just gonna let it, leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, do we do we blame the development team? I don't think no. so because no. they were rushed like crazy no. by the suits upstairs. My 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 theory is Activision came to them and listen. These are people who I'm. They're in the industry. They love the industry. They don't want to make shitty games, but they're also doing this for a paycheck. They have families to feed. I'm sure Activision came to them and is like, here, here's, we'll pay you this. Get this game done in three months. Just do the best you can. And it's like, yeah, as developers, you don't want to put your name on a really bad product. But at the same time, it, if you don't do that, you know, Activision might close you or you might not see a paycheck. You know, you got to feed your family. So. I don't blame the developers. I think they were they, they installed some decent ideas in that game. Uh, I think this game had you know another eight, nine, ten, four years to, to develop. I think it would be better. <laughs> I think it would have been a lot better. They had some interesting ideas that I would love to see some other zombie some zombie games use in the future, but they just they had no time. They had no time. So I don't blame the developers at all. I blame Activision because obviously this was they wanted to get this out before the season finale. Uh, the sad thing is, and the thing that kind of keeps me up at night, is the fact that, uh, you know, family A will walk into GameStop, 
that may, they're huge Walking Dead fans. Maybe they, they don't know a whole lot about games, but they love Walking Dead. They're going to see Telltale's Walking Dead and Survival Instincts right next to each other. They're going to pick up Survival Instincts nine times nine times out of ten. Because that has like, already cheap. happened to my uh, my cousin. Yeah, because uh, it has uh, old Daryl. Where's Clementine? Daryl on the but, front. Yeah. yeah. So. I want to see the sales of this thing because Walking Dead is such a phenomenon that I will be a little bit miffed if it sells a lot and poor Dead you know, Space you know, probably didn't even hit a million yet. You know, the thing is, is like, I, I, I part of me wants to, part of me going in was like, this game's going to sell because it has Daryl on the front. Mm. Yes, yes, I say Daryl. Merle and Daryl. Uh, <laughs> but something tells me it's not because, I don't know. I could see this being a complete whiff, you know, on every account. Because <laughs> there really wasn't no advertising behind it either. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you, it takes, what, a couple weeks for sale figures to come out? So wait, we'll... Oh, even... well, they were bitching about the lack of Tomb Raider sales before the month was even up, so I don't really know. I mean, I don't know if Activision likes to come out and say sales figures because, you know... I mean, if they're good, they they probably will. But they, <laughs> if, good. if they don't say anything, then we probably know. You know what's that up. That was really good. Yeah, it was really good. They don't want to embarrass everyone else. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I said, though, that game, even for like ten dollars, is. I'd rather play Duke Nukem forever, over and over again. So. Oh, well, you would rather play Duke Nukem for all time. Forever, over and over <laughs> again. Oh yeah, forever, yeah. <laughs> Forever. I see what you did there. Oh. I see that. Oh. <laughs> well, look, let's end on a good Wii U note. I think there's two games out there that are finally not just lazy ports. They actually use whatever new uh, power the system brings. I, I would think since it's a new console, it would be at least a little bit better than the 360 and the PS3. We got the Need for Speed one, which apparently is the superior version out there. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. And uh, apparently this Deus Ex one, the director's Oh, yeah. Pack, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's not going to be made available on the other consoles. Which and... makes me so angry, so I'm going to have to get that for the Wii U because uh, I, w- I want to see those upgraded boss battles. What? That, that's right. I... I... I would be surprised if that stayed uh, exclusive to Wii U. I, I would be too. Uh, I mean, they've said that it's not coming out for other systems, but I guarantee if it, if there's enough uh, fan outcry, they're going to have to make it happen. <laughs> so, you know, I get it because you know I get the consoles for the exclusives. I get really upset when here's an exclusive and then they totally flip flop. When you know I got the Resident Evil Four for the GameCube and then they announced it for the PS2. I got well, miffed because that's why I get all these consoles. And um, if Ugh, never mind, GameCube version is still the best one, though. Yeah, yeah, I think. true, true. But That's... you know, they did that with the the, the Ninja Gaiden game for oh, the yeah. Wii U, and then you know, it's, hey, this special one for the Wii U, it's got the more gore and all stuff, and then said, oh, you know what? People seem to like it. Let's make it for the other consoles too. I'm like. It, how else can you lure people to the Wii U? I mean, besides, if you're a Nintendo fanatic, you're going to love all their characters, you know, the Marios and the Zeldas and stuff like that. But for the things like that, I think it's just because of the heavy gamepad usage, they didn't move Zombie U to other consoles, and who knows if the incorporation of I the highly doubt that, I highly doubt Zombie U or whatever sequel they have cooked up, because I'm, I'm sure it's sold well enough to grant a sequel. It, Please, it'll, yes. It'll be on other systems. So... Well, uh, Red Steel 2 was Wii exclusive. Did Red Steel really sell a whole lot? 
Yeah, I mean, it was a launch title people were looking forward Perfect. to, so even if it sucked, it still yeah. sold. But uh, going back to Deus Ex, I think that's a game for any Wii U listener who's wanting a good game. If you haven't played Deus Ex, uh, that's a really great one to play. So uh, I uh, I bought that on Steam. Well, you bought the first one. Yeah. This is uh, the, the, the new... Oh, you mean if, if for people who bought the latest Deus Ex? Yeah, I, I mean, if you have a Wii U and you're looking for a game to play and you haven't played the latest Deus Ex then you should play this, because it's a really good game. Now, the first ASX, obviously, it's on PC. It hasn't really aged quite that well, so... I couldn't clear the first mission. I feel so bad. <laughs> I just feel awful. <laughs> well, this one's... this. The, I, I think you'll I think you like this one, Greg, so maybe maybe give it a shot, or, you know, try... I don't know if a demo's coming out for it or not, but definitely give it a shot. I'll give it a first-person shot. I see what you did there. Uh... Thank you. I'm here all week. Mm. <laughs> I just think it's a drag when people have to buy a game for their console because, well, I guess I can get this. There's nothing else out. You know, you should really, really, oh, I can't wait for that thing. But, you know, I have another friend uh, in New York. He's got a Wii U, but he's, he, you know, he's buying games because there's nothing else out there. He says, well, I need something. I just, yeah. I feel bad. Uh, let's talk about some zombies, Greg, number two. You want to talk about some zombies? Yes, let's do that. Uh, hackers attack the War Z, thus shutting it down. <laughs> have you followed the War Z at all? I I have, although it's a PC. Um, I yeah. do keep a keep an eye on it, and the, the they can't really seem to get a leg up. It's, no. you know it actually seemed a really a lot like um, a Daisy ripoff. Um, in fact, when all the bad news started hitting about the War Z, I think the creator of Daisy, his mom, was basically calling him and scolding him for all the chaos he's causing his mom mom no it's not me yeah, that's not the, the war z yeah, yeah. minus daisy <laughs> so it's probably confusing a lot of people um yeah, i am and, keeping an eye Jay-Z on it was pretty mad <laughs> i see what you did there you're full of it today all right <laughs> um but yeah i'm keeping an eye on it but i i i'm not i'm not hurting because it's not on a console no i, I mean it's uh for all intents and purposes it's it's a pretty shitty game uh I, I think this would uh, definitely make Eric smile, because uh, if you followed our podcast, you know his hatred for this game and the people who make it. So uh, to know that hackers got to it, I think, would make him happy. Uh, I haven't really played the game because I've heard so much bad stuff about the game. I just refuse to pay the money to play it. Um, but this, this I, I guess, kind of doesn't surprise me that this happened. So uh, apparently, though, uh, like credit card information or whatnot wasn't given up, um, but like emails and stuff were. Or something like that. Uh, I don't really know the extent of it, so. So it's par for the course. Yeah, yeah. This uh, it's just you know at this rate I wouldn't be surprised if like the developer said okay we're just pulling a plug on it it's done, you know but we're, we can't we got your money <laughs> we're we're out. <laughs> so there, there's there's that for the the bad zombie news I guess. Uh, I guess other other stuff. Uh, NCAA football 14 was shown off this week. I know no one here really cares. Uh, but that's uh, every year the, the game I spend the most time with is uh, college football games. Unfortunately, they're so shitty, but I do it anyway because I love college football. Uh, that game looks kind of not so different. So we'll see. Uh, the new Deadpool game, the team behind it, uh, some layoffs hit their team before the game even comes out. So Yeah, that's weird. How's that work? I mean, it's definitely done. No more tweaking because when's the street date for that thing? I don't know if it's done or not. Uh, the street date I thought was sometime this summer. 
uh, like June or something, I thought. Um, but High Moon Studios, layoffs are happening there. Uh, these are the same developers behind Transformers Fall Cybertron. So if you if you like those those games, these oh, guys behind that. Uh, I want to play one of those. Those look so nice. Yeah, those are they're pretty fun. I had War for Cybertron. I haven't played Fall. Uh, they definitely have some some issues, but they're I think for Transformers fans or you know if you're just looking for a fun little game to play for a weekend, I think they're they're pretty good. They look um like I'm sure Gears of War is competent, but they look like. Like, Gears of War knocked up a few notches. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have a cover system. Or at least the the, uh, the, the War for Cybertron didn't. I haven't, like I said, I haven't played Fall. Uh, I mean, I, I could see maybe, like, the gritty look of it. Kind of, It kind of looks similar. Um, and then, obviously, it's a third-person shooter and whatnot. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you it. I think Gears Thanks. of War... I'm not a huge fan of the Gears of War series, but I think that's a better series than the Transformer games. Not saying the Transformer games are bad. I, I really enjoyed them. But uh, there's definitely a level of quality. I think um, obviously Gears of War had more money backed behind right. it, so it's uh, also not about robots. Yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, transforming transform into cars. Yeah, they're good. Uh, and the transforming is always that was always one of my favorite things to do in that game because you could transform on the fly and it was just so cool. Just because the animations were really good. Um, but I guess just about, to hear that sound. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but apparently, according <laughs> according to Kotaku, about forty people. Uh, 40 full-time employees were laid off. So I don't know how big the studio is exactly. I know a lot of studios out there are – I mean, there's some major big ones. But uh, I think most studios run with about 100, 150 people, uh, the, the medium-sized or, or, you know, to large studios. So I don't know how big of an impact this is on their team. But if they're full-time employees, they – you know, it's probably a pretty big impact. So layoffs suck. And uh, we want to, you know. Hopefully find jobs because I'm sure that you know they're really talented people. So, um, but kind of sticking with that somber news, uh, Lucas Arts closed its doors. You know, all this whole somber stuff. We should definitely call this the Eeyore episode. Yeah, the Eeyore episode. <laughs> this uh, is some somber stuff. Go ahead with that, Jimmy. What's going on with with Lucas Arts? Well, Disney pretty much just closed them down. Uh, after uh, the quote is uh, from from Disney, uh, after evaluating our position in the games market, we've decided to shift LucasArts from internal development to a licensing model, minimizing the company's risk while achieving a broader portfolio of quality Star Wars games. As a result of this change, we've had layoffs across the organization. We are incredibly appreciative and proud of the talented teams who have been developing uh, our new titles. Uh, I, apparently, I think it's 150 people were let go, and. Um, yeah, so uh, also Star Wars 1313 and uh, Star Wars First Assault, which was a arcade game slated to come out, kind of like Battlefront, uh, except first person. Uh, both those games were canceled, although uh, st- I guess Star Wars 1313 could still technically happen. It just uh, it has a big uphill battle. So so I realize like uh, people's livelihoods are kind of affected by this but if you allow me to be a cold-hearted capitalist here for a second i think this is a really smart move because publishing is and licensing is most of what lucasarts has been doing so that's really all they need yeah no but i I think lucasarts you know with some of their latest games come out i think they've been bleeding money not in a good way they've been losing you know so I, you know, like we said in our uh, little question of the week thing, I wasn't surprised by this. In fact, I was shocked it took this long 
Yeah. I think this is something that's been coming for a while, and I'm sure these people probably have... I, I would hope that they would see the writing on the wall. Um, but uh, I think the, the saddest thing is that, uh, you know, when they showed off Star Wars 13, 13, I was actually really kind of uh, impressed. I know it was... They, they showed some gameplay of it, uh, and I know it was on a really high-end PC, next-gen game, or whatever, and still little was known about it, but it, it impressed me from what they showed, and I think... I was excited for it, so I hope it comes out in some form or another sometime down the road. But uh, we'll see. Sure, they got the code line around. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be picked up some by someone somewhere. Uh, Oddly enough, I think uh, while I was enjoying my morning cup of black coffee on my Yahoo splash page, I could have sworn I saw an article that said the LucasArts uh, closing or maybe just moving on to. Um, more publishing stuff. Um, is that where they're going? Publishing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they said that's the best thing that could have happened to 1313. And uh, huh? he bullet-pointed bullet some reasons why. I'm sure oh, if you enough. Google it, you could find it. But um, there may be hope for the Star Wars fans out there. So just hang in there, guys. Yeah, well, I mean, who knows? This Maybe this makes 1313 come out sooner than what it would have if it stayed in its state that it was. So True. Uh, I hope it does. Uh, I, I think it's funny, though, because I think LucasArts kind of falls into one of those things where kind of like Square Enix. It's like, you know, they're losing money. You know, if you just make the games everyone's asking for, you'll be fine. But they refuse to do that. So like, well, every- I'd say it's hard to please everybody. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think I think there, the general consensus was the only Star Wars game anyone wanted to see was Battlefront 3. Like, that's it. Uh, and there was a huge, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that came out about it, how it was in development, almost done, and LucasArts just just pulled the plug on it, because they didn't, it's a whole long thing of just stuff that happened, so. I wasn't even going to buy it, and I was eager to see that one. Well, because the Battlefront, the Battlefront series was one of my favorite, favorite two games on the PS2 and original Xbox, so. So what are those like, actually? Because I they're just uh, like third-person shooters. You know, you play, uh, you jump into online with friends. It's not, it's not just just online. There's a single-player campaign or whatever. It's kind of like a third-person battlefield, but with Star Wars. I see. So it, it was, it was really good. Like it was really fun. Uh, and then in, in the the second one, they added Jedi's and stuff. So there's people running around with lightsabers and whatnot. Uh, it was just, it was just a fun time, you know. And, I, and that's. The only Star Wars game I ever heard anyone say that they ever wanted was Battlefront 3. They didn't care for, you know, any of these other ones, and uh, especially after Force Unleashed 2. Ooh. Not good, huh? It's like a two-hour game. Oh. And there's nothing else to do in it. That's a good uh, It's a good way to spend $5. Yeah, I mean, if you find it for 5 bucks now, like, I, I, think, <laughs> I, 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 think it's a, I think it's a worthy playthrough. Um, but... Man, when you buy like uh, when you spent full price on that game, or buy the collector's edition of that game, which they were charging like eighty dollars or hundred dollars for, I think, and it just was it was just a little USB. That's the only difference. Um, it's a uh, it's a big. It might have pissed you off a little bit. So, not saying that I was that person, but. <laughs> Is that the game where you have the opportunity to maybe? kill the characters from the yeah original. yeah well that, that's the second one and the second one that's not bad the story just makes no sense what they did that just they ruined they, they they fucked up a lot like the story wise and stuff like that but yeah you could you can go and kill luke uh, i kill, think i saw a clip online i did not appreciate you, that at all you can kill princess leia uh, and stuff like that so 
I, I get I get what they were going for. It was like kind of like a what if scenario alternate. But even like the main story in the game kind of had a lot of plot plot holes and stuff like that. So the first one was good. I, I definitely recommend the first one um, for anyone out there. You can get that for like literally five dollars now. So, but the second one, unless you can get it for five, <laughs> stay away from it. Um, yeah, again, though, hopefully these people find some jobs. It's all, it's always tough for that. Uh, I, I think LucasArts, Greg. I think you said it, Greg number one. I think you said it best was uh, in the early '90s. Like they had tons of great games. Yeah, it's once once the point and click adventure games went out of fashion, then LucasArts went out of fashion. Mm-hmm. Which is sad. Yeah. So anyway, let's see if I can find some happy news. Nope, nothing. All right. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, the Grand Theft Auto Five box art released. Uh, it looks like every other Grand Theft Auto box art, so not really newsworthy there. I guess. I, I don't know. Do you like Grand Theft Auto? Uh, anything else? Anyone? Anyone? Anything else? Do we believe that Fatal Frame news that we heard? Oh, yeah, that's confirmed. No, okay. The, the, yeah, they're releasing it on the PSN store. Yeah. Just for those who missed it the first time, you know, I guess if you got one of the original uh, 60 gigs uh, PS3s, you could just go out and get yourself the PS2 version, plop that in and play it. Because they don't bump up the graphics of these things, right? No, no, it's just a straight, you know, it's it's available for digital now, and they look exactly the same. So, I think it's kind of odd that they just announced that they'll let Fatal Frame be on PSN uh, right when this indie horror game Dreadout just hit hit um, the demo on for PCs. It's very Similar? Fatal, fatal Framey, yeah. Huh. I haven't tried it. Uh, if anyone's interested, it's called Dread Out, all one word, and uh, there is a demo out there and probably some clips of it on YouTube um, watching people play it. Fair uh, oh, I actually, um, oh, while we're talking about Fatal Frame, um, there was one that was exclusive for 3DS, and I always kind of thought the Wii U would work really well with it, and uh, Zombie U kind of proved that. What was it called? I honestly don't remember. I think there was a game similar to that, but was it part of the Fatal Frame family? Um, was it, it was at least Spirit Camera? Yes, exactly. I don't know if that was part. I don't. Well, I, I don't know. I haven't looked into it, so I don't know if it was part of the series or not. But that definitely seems similar to Fatal Frame, so maybe it was. No, I too really thought you know well, since they started messing with that import Fatal Frame Four. Uh, Overseas, I really thought they'd start bringing the series to the Wii U, actually, and uh, I haven't heard a peep about it. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the only other oh oh here's some news, and this might make make uh, you happy, Greg number two. Daisy, uh, the console port is almost a certainty. Yay! Uh, this is according to Dean Rocket Hall, who is the guy behind Daisy. Can I just say that's a great last name? Well, his name's Hall. Oh. Rocket's the middle name. Or, no, Rocket is his uh, code name or handle or something like that. So if I wanted to spam him on Steam, that's what I would... uh... Call him Mr. Rocket. What about Greg Rocket Livingston? Oh, man. (laughs) Sounds good, huh? I could live with that. Sold. He, ba- he, he basically goes on, it, it, he pretty much says that if they don't fuck up the PC release, then uh, it, they'll be out for next-gen consoles. Uh, 
when uh, when asked, you know, what next or when asked current gen or next gen, uh, he didn't actually come out and specify, but he said that uh, the PlayStation seemed to be the most likely destination. He said it appears to be the kind of game that Sony is interested in. Uh, I think we just have to wait and see. Uh, we've talked and met with Sony, and they uh, they're obviously interested. So. Again, that's, I think it kind of goes back to PS4 really reaching out to some of these guys, saying, hey, bring your stuff on over. Yeah, they have done like a total 180 with this new the new yeah. console, I think. You know, with the PS3, they came out and were like, it's all about the sell, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it took developers, it even took Sony developers, you know, three years to really figure out <laughs> what to do with it. Um, but now they're like, listen, this thing is like a PC. To, it, it's as easy as a PC to, to develop for. So, you know, indie devs. You know, Dean Hall, bring your stuff over. Let's do it. So. Sounds good to me, especially if they use the little uh, the Vita connectivity oh, for yeah. the inventory management. Uh, that just sounds fantastic. And it sounds like PS4, they're also like pushing the whole free to play thing too. So free to play games, they could you de- you'll definitely see them. Like Blacklight Retribution is already scheduled to come out for PS4, and it's free to play. So I'm excited. I'm definitely excited for that. Are you going to get a PS4 on launch day? Day one. Day one. See, if they're actually spying on me, they will know, okay, Gregory got suckered into getting a Wii U because of Zombie U. We need a nice launch title zombie game for for Gregory out there. So, uh, a port of The Walking Dead Survival Instincts. <laughs> Hot damn. It's going to take more than that. Um, but hopefully it, they'll... Two ports of it. Yeah, two... Uh, Oh, well, maybe if they had a little more, more time. All right, look, never mind. Forget everything I said. Let me, let me see it first. That's my weak spot. It's a, it's a, it's a straight port. No difference. Oh, then no. The graphics are actually downgraded. Then my, <laughs> my, I, Look, I already promised a copy for my Wii U. I don't want to embarrass him. Okay. Fair enough. You're... Can, can your Wii U hear you? <laughs> Yours can't? <laughs> no, it's not plugged in. Oh. Is that the trick? I only unplug mine when it freezes on me. Yeah, that happens quite a bit. God damn it, bring that update, man. That's this month, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, got, got that to look forward to. Yes. Um, hmm. kind, of, kind of actually slow news week. Nothing uh, really else. Uh, David Hayter came out and talked about Metal Gear and said that he didn't abandon, abandon the series. He was just never asked. And the thought of someone else voicing Solid Snake makes him sick. For a lot. I, I, he said something makes him ill, uh, and he said he'll always love the character, but he was just never asked to voice him. I think this is all ruse by Konami or Kojima. So. Kojima, yeah, definitely has not fostered trust in his audience. So well, he's like he's like April Fools in pants. Yeah, you can't trust this guy. Well, there's a theory I have, and uh, our, our one of our old writers, uh, Samer, uh, has. I don't know. He doesn't listen to this, I don't think. But regardless, if he, if he does, uh, me and him have the same exact theory about this. It's uh, in the new Phantom Pain or or what what have you. Uh, I guess this is for Metal Gear fans. I don't think either. I don't know. Uh, Greg Number Two, have you had any experience with Metal Gear? Uh, that's another. It pains me when something so. Okay, so, so I'm taking that as a no. <laughs> yes, it's a no. Uh, anyway, uh, so, so I guess Metal Gear, if people listening, follow, try to follow me here. Uh, basically, I think in The Phantom Pain, uh, you play as another clone, the fifth clone of, or let me see, fourth clone, or would it be the fifth? I don't know. 
Uh, another there's clone. Boss, there's there's big boss. There's solid. There's liquid. There's solidus. So this would technically be the fifth counting big boss. I think there's another clone out there who I think David Hayter isn't going to voice because he's just a, another clone. Um, but there were some impurities uh, because in the trailer he has like this like horn or something growing out of his head. <laughs> so yeah. I, th- I, I think he is like a uh, something kind of fucked up with his cloning process or whatever. Um, but you and hate I, it when that happens. Yeah, and I think David Hayter will be back for Big Boss or or whatever. So I think this is all just like kind of like a, a little ruse to, and maybe David Hayter doesn't even know yet. Maybe he just hasn't been asked to, to, to voice Big Boss yet. Cause maybe it's just still not planned out, but he I voice think... acted it and then they drugged him so he would forget. Yeah. See, that's it. The game's going to come out and they're going to be like, ah, oh, David Hayter, you got us. And he's just like, what? I didn't really, I didn't voice it. And then he watches and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Kojima, we're on to your tricks. <laughs> that's all the news I got. All the news that's fit to print in a podcast. You can, you can, you actually, that's interesting. You can actually print out a uh, copy of the GGN podcast with a 3D printer now. Wait, what? Yeah. No. You can, uh, life-size versions of us. Greg, number two, you're not in there yet because you're new, but. They're still working on that one. Yeah, yeah. I got some weird genetic, half Italian, half Virgo. I just, it's not working right now, so. We'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Um, but if you want Gregory Livingston in your living room. Who doesn't? Let's be honest. <laughs> and he uh, comes with uh, posable positions. Like you can move his arms around and stuff. So it's, there you go. That's going to be used for some awkward things, Greg. <laughs> oh, I can just see it now. <laughs> All <Thank> right. You. <laughs> Any, any, uh, either of you have anything else that you want to talk about tonight? So, uh, this is just in from the office upstairs. That ice planet in Dead Space 3, it's Tau Volantis. I don't know why I had Terra Nova on the brand. I guess that's the ship, huh? I said, I, t- I said Tau Volantis, didn't I? Or did I say? No, you basically I... said Terra Nova. Did I? What is Terra Nova? That's one of the ships. But it's so commonplace in sci fi that I was saying, no, because Tau Volantis, that's what I'm going to name my first child. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing this Matt and Bob or Chris stuff. It's got to be something unique. I was thinking uh, Leon. Tao, time for dinner. Leon, Leon Kennedy. That's what I was thinking for mine. So uh, it might have been done, but okay, it's your kid. <laughs> I was actually thinking of uh, a Daryl Dixon. That's a good one. <laughs> it is funny how popular things it starts uh, infecting people's children, and they start naming uh, their kids after popular things like Bella from Twilight or. Oh. Yeah, uh, who, who uh, knows? But yeah, just if something's popular, like wasn't the lady from Titanic? Then people, oh wait, no, uh, Katniss. How about Katniss from Hunger Game? I bet everyone's naming their kids Katniss now. It just seems to happen. It's like someone with a horrible speech impediment tried to say cuteness. I don't know. Katniss just sounds really weird to me. But you know, not to offend any Hunger Game people out there. Not well, not. I mean, don't forget that couple in Australia named their kid hashtag. I mean, anything goes. Did they really? Oh, no. Well, I think, I think they got in trouble for it, but, you know. I hope. It's your kid. Call child services. <laughs> when you tweet about it, never mind. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other topics of discussion you want to bring? Uh, is what are people looking forward to? I, I really want – you did not like Dead Island, right, Jimmy? Me? Uh, I didn't really care for the first one, no. Okay, for some reason, it's a great way to suck me into RPGs, and I really liked actually being able to 
uh, it did it did have its quirks, but I love being able to just roam all those places in this zombie apocalypse thing. So I dug it quite a bit. So I am looking forward to Dead Island Riptide coming out this month. I think I'm going to pre-order that thing. Is that the next one, next game you're looking forward to? It's the next game. I was worried that uh, it wouldn't have a single-player component. Of course, the fun is with friends, but I do like to go through it what once. What about uh, The Last of Us? Oh my gosh, I <laughs> I, I, lose, I lose sleep for that game. I, <laughs> that is a great way for Naughty Dog to go out with a bang for the, for this generation, and uh, that's going to be in my hot little hands on, on release day, for sure. There you go. You know what? I would definitely buy that if it had Crash Bandicoot. Oh, man. How about that? Crash Bandicoot. Uh, like, ultra-realistic. Like, he's not all polygon, he's just, like, super... Like, if Crash Bandicoot was a real-life figure, or a real-life thing... What is Crash? What is, what is he? What, what animal is he? A bandicoot? Isn't that, like, an Australian... Uh, yeah. ...or something like that? He's just an Australian. That's what Australians look like. It's... Oh, no. <laughs> That's a third of our listeners, Jimmy. Aw, oh, shit. <laughs> Greg, number one, what are you looking forward to? Um, I think I already said Pandora's Tower, yeah. but uh, also Injustice. Okay. Like Mortal Kombat, I heard a lot of good things about. I um, I heard it had a hardy single player campaign, and uh, even if it might be on the hard side, I I don't know. I want something that I can uh, sink my teeth into without having to find another person to play. And Street Fighter Two, you know, I like I like Chun Li, but the AI is really poopy. <laughs> so uh. So I'm looking forward to Injustice. Uh-huh. I guess my next game is... Uh, I'm looking forward to Injustice. I don't know if I'll get it right when it com- comes out, but uh, I guess the next game I'm really like salivating over is Last of Us. So, uh, And, uh, you know... I, what, what month are we in? The fourth month? Uh, we could, uh, yeah, that's a ways away, Jimmy. Isn't there anything between now and then? Uh, you know what? I honestly can't... I, I've, been, I've been getting a weird uh, vibe or weird temptation to play Defiance. But I'm not really looking forward to, you know, I just I just kind of like, well, oh, it looks interesting. I kind of want to play that. But like I said, The Last of Us is pretty much it, which is quite a ways away, I know. But, uh, oh, I guess Remember Me comes out before then, uh, Capcom's newest game. But we'll see. Yes, that's, I don't know what engine they're using, but it looks like the same engine that they've used all the time. It's kind of boring me. Uh, and remember what I said about Lara Croft, how you really... She, uh, she's in shape. She's an attractive gal, but you really treat her like a sister. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that vibe from this protagonist in this mm-hmm. game. Fair enough. Um, but uh, I am very interested because it seems very Blade Runner-y, and uh, it, it beats all, my interest. It's always a good thing. Yep. So, uh, yeah, the Last of Us is pretty much about it. That's really the uh, you know I know we have a long way to go this year, uh, but so many great games have already come out. Uh, right now, Bioshock's on top of my list, and really the only game that I know of is coming out this year that could potentially knock Bioshock off the top of my list is Last of Us. And so uh, I hope it hope it lives up. Uh, I, I I at least think it's going to be at least a great, like, just a, a good game, because Naughty Dog really, I mean, when's the last time they made a bad game? Mm-hmm. Uh, besides maybe Jack, Teen, or Jack X, or which was like a racing game, which wasn't very good, but... but I mean, The they, Jack it, series is really weird and... Shut your mouth, Greg. The first one's uh, freaking awesome. Okay. Uh, I'll let you slide. He got out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everything... I have to throw uh, down. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to throw down with you, Greg. You kicked my ass. Uh, 
I, I, I don't know. For, to me, uh, everything Naughty Dog touches is pretty much gold. So I just don't know. Bioshock, man. Kicked up some feelings. So we'll see. But on that note, I think, we, I think we're out of topics. Hmm. Don't blame us. Blame the weak. I blame, I blame you, new Greg. Oh, always blame the new guy. Yeah. So, so is there anything else you want Lesslers to know about yourself before before we go, or, or what? Just anything. Uh, uh, I you, hope you, don't, you like you me because I'm going to be here next week. Yeah, you don't do any social media stuff, so there's nothing to plug. But uh, somebody's making me get some <laughs> Facebook account. God damn it! It's not. It's none of your business when my birthday is. What the? God, spending, oh, clicking on the privacy, forget it. No, no, you can't get a hold of me. GalacticGamingNews at gmail.com. There you go. Henchman Gregory, or as I like to be called, Henchman number two, Dr. Seuss novel, Greg number two. Yep, there you go. If you got something to say, happy or nice, Eeyore or Tigger, just send it and uh, we'll, we'll read it and get back to you. Right, there you go. So as Greg number two said, you want to reach out to us like Greg did. Uh, galacticgamingnews at gmail.com we will read your emails and who knows maybe you'll be on the podcast uh, you know tumblr or galacticgamingnews.tumblr.com is where we do all our written stuff go check it out uh, follow us on YouTube now uh, I mean we've had a YouTube channel for a while but uh, I just put up a new video and it's hopefully I can keep up with videos with my work schedule and whatnot. but I plan on putting a lot more videos up there so check it out uh, Stitcher Radio check, us, check the podcast out on there uh, and subscribe rate us and review us on iTunes as well, and I think I got all of it. Oh, like us on uh, Bookface. That's what I call it nowadays. Bookface. And MySpace. We're on MySpace now, so there you go. Oh, do we have a band now? Yeah, we have a band. <laughs> uh, we're also on Zanga. Uh, Jenga? Jenga, yes, Jenga. No, do you not remember Zanga? I remembered Zanga, but I also remember thinking it was hilarious to call it Jenga. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we're also... What other really useless social networks can we start friendster friendster uh, instagram that's right Vine. my face facebook there you go my face facebook whoa <laughs> that's how my mother mixes all this crap up and says how do you get on the facebook or the my face i'm like oh god <laughs> mom no she's not that bad she's learned quite a lot after getting an iphone just a couple of tech calls to me every once in a while how do you do this how do you do that she's really getting it she went from flintstone to Jetson in like less than a week. Well, there you go. But uh, that, that was it. Uh, episode number 48 is in the books. Talk to you guys next week. Hopefully we'll have some news to talk about. Hopefully something happens. I don't know. Probably not. But We'll make something happen. If we'll, we'll, ma- we'll make something happen next week. But thanks for listening, guys. Later. <laughs>